That could be the title of the pod. We have new booms. I was calling to let you know that Carolyn is a, a candidate for a cochlear implant. It's Wednesday, January 16th, 2019. I'm Caroline Schwabi, his beautiful cyborg, and this is my husband, Andreas. Hello. Hello. <laughs> We're doing something a little different today. We are. It, and it's not just the boom mics. We have, we have actually boom mics, mic booms. We actually have new mic booms. So the thing that holds the microphone, we've gone from the springy, cheap IKEA, Amazon garbage, and we've graduated to very decent, super sexy, tubular they're so pretty. Yeah, they're Compass. They're called Compass by uh, Blue Microphones. The microphones we use are actually Audio-Technica AT2020s for the nerds in the crowd uh, because I prefer the brightness and the control that you can get from a condenser, frankly. The dynamic studio mics. Everyone who wants to get an SM7 for their podcast, ugh, okay, fine. It, it's a nice mic, but it's not radio. It's a podcast. You, you want to have a little more nuance. You can do FM, guys, unless yeah. you're compressing it. You know, I have no idea rates. what you're talking about. I know. <laughs> So that's why I said for the nerds. Okay, nerd moment over. So we're turning the tables a little bit. Yeah. As uh, as you may have noticed. Um, we, we'd like to talk a little bit about um, a different kind of hearing because we always talk about CI hearing. Actually, when I think about it now, what we want to talk about is hearing. <laughs> Just Because <laughs> when we talk about your hearing, we're talking about something different than... Like good hearing. We're talking about... Totally brain hearing, really. But yeah. We We're wanna... talking about excellent natural hearing now because you had your hearing tested at the Glenrose last May. And I'm a bit of a mutant, with apparently. Yeah. 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 I ha uh, At the tender age of 52, just about, no, just about 52, I guess. I'm a few weeks away. Um, my hearing thresholds are very good and exceptional if I were an infant. So I can hear sounds at zero decibels. So when, they, when, when Shasha turned on the uh, testing machine, it sort of, you know, turns on and sets itself up. And I happen to be set up in the audio booth. And so I, I uh, you're sitting there and you're listening and you have the clicker thing in your and head. And you started clicking. And then I started hearing <laughs> tones and I started clicking and I looked at Shasha and she nodded and I thought, okay, I'm doing okay. So I closed my eyes because they were really quiet. Like they were surprisingly silent to me. They were just very, very quiet. And I'm banging away on the clicker and I'm getting it. And then I open my eyes and goes, and Shasha says, congratulations, you got 100% on the zero decibel calibration. We're going to start the test now. <laughs> at which point I thought, I was probably worried about nothing, which is the case. Right. Uh, she said at the end of your test, she looked you right in the eye and she did with this huge smile and she said, Andreas, you have exceptional hearing at any, any age. age. Yeah. It's a very sort of, I feel very fortunate to have the hearing I have, uh, which actually explains a lot of my career with sound and but, audio production and things like that and music. But I think that kind of started, uh, that interest in sound started when you had a near brush with, with deafness. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, that's one of the things that sort of gives me a sense of your life. Because when I was nine years old, I had an inner ear infection. My brother took care of me that night. I remember screaming. I, I still, like, it was traumatic. It was a horrible earache. And my those brother took care fun. of me and, you know, they had those weird waxy eardrops that you put in. My parents were out. I remember that night. 
And my sister, I think, was at a friend's place or something. And, and yeah, I just, I remember a lot about it because it was just this intense, painful experience. Yeah. Uh, and then my hearing started to go. And uh, what they found out happened, fortunately, it wasn't anything like meningitis or, you know, an inner ear infection, but my middle ear was a disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, everything was inflamed. There are tendons in there that are connected to the tiny bones because you actually have a reflex reaction. Right. Uh, and so we'll talk about that in a few minutes because that's sort of part of the testing. Um, and, and so, uh, I ended up having tubes put in my ear. So what they did is can at I, that time. Can I interject? Yeah. When your mom tells the story, she said, uh, your, your grades at school started to drop a little bit. And she said one evening she offered you a hundred dollars and you said, no, thanks. I'm going to yeah, go to pass. bed. Yeah, and she's like, oh, man, something's, something's really wrong, wrong yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you obviously. It was bad. I remember lots of gurgling noises. I, mm. I remember sort of losing speech a little bit and hearing lots of gurgling and wishy-washy. It was probably a good six, eight months that I was oh, having issues. That's a long time. It was a while. Yeah. A nine-year-old. And well, and my marks were suffering at school. And that's when, you know, go to the audiologist. Or uh, where did we go? I think we went. I think it was actually just to a. Uh, uh, an otologist, like a ear doctor, ENT. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's a problem, you've got an infection, was it was us, you know, more x-rays, surgery, and the surgery was tubes and they perforate, they cut your eardrum and just a tiny bit and they stick in a little hollow tube and it has a gasket so it won't go in to the middle ear. It just sounds appalling Yeah, it's they a bit, it's, go through it's, your eardrum. Yeah, they go through, the, they perforate your eardrum ah. and they poke this thing through and then it sort of closes up and seals around and the gasket doesn't let it push through. And then what happens is the the fluid buildup and the infected material inside has somewhere to go because my eustachian tubes, which are the normal pressure tubes that lead to your throat from your inner ear or middle ear, are tiny and they were sealed shut effectively. And so they they did a whole bunch of stuff they don't apparently normally do. Uh, and then my hearing cleared up and here we are. And your mom offered you money f- if you found the tubes on your pillow. Yeah. And you never found them. Yeah, I never them. found them. Yeah, they said they would fall out after a few months. We never found them. So I have to tell you that all my life, mm-hmm. this is kind of ironic, that all my life until after activation, I thought they were called station tubes. Oh, <laughs> well, that makes sense. You've had a lot of malpropisms like that, though. I mean, you're, you know, hearing loss, that's... Uh, I... f- how about a fleece cloth? <laughs> like, you had fleece cloths for a while. So, as a kid, I, so... I added consonants and took them away as uh, as my ears, uh, yeah. Sometimes words just aren't good enough the way they are. It's I don't just, know. Sometimes you got to make it better. So, so I guess what I want to ask is, uh, what's it like for... A guy with exceptionally good hearing to live with a deaf girl. Uh, frustrating. Really, yeah. really, really, really frustrating. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, kind of nightmarish in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I I mean, I, say, I'm kind of I... laughing because you're smiling and looking at me going, ah. but it's it's just a thing. Like it's, it is kind of horrible in a lot of extra special ways because I hear people with normal hearing. So at five decibels, like, I have to sort of take a step back. This is crazy. Hearing is measured in decibels. So that's an energy level thing. So silence is zero decibels. And then five decibels or three decibels is twice as loud as silence. But really, that's sort of your introduction to silence or silent sound. Six decibels is an order of magnitude. It's twice as loud as three decibels. Nine decibels would be twice as loud as six decibels. So it's logarithmic. So things get very loud and very quiet very fast. It's a measurement of sound energy. So... 
I hear sounds at zero decibels. So I kind of hear silence a little bit. Right. And you talked a little bit about um, feeling paranoid sometimes where you you can literally hear through walls. And you've literally. got two really clear examples of that. Yeah. One in Vernon and one in your office at work. Yeah. So at, at the office, there's a neighboring office that has a counseling room. And I'm constantly having to grab my headphones and put on some music. And I have open back headphones. I keep the music low. But it's, you know, I got to mask the sound because I can hear through the wall and I can hear people crying and whatever because it's a counseling center. And no one else in the office hears it. A great, that's um, not, that's not pleasant because when they're talking, these are pretty sad stories and people's lives and I'm really not party to them. So, you know, you do the courteous thing and you just sure. mask it out. It's, it's literally the opposite. I, I'm sometimes I'm the waitress that you want because you're right. having a private yeah, meeting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. You can't. She can't tell what we're saying There's at no all. chance I'm going to yeah. overhear. Well, maybe now, but yeah. anyway. And then the other thing was uh, in Vernon. Remember the yeah. lady next door? So at my parents' condo, they have a neighbor, and she would leave a radio on in the garage. Not loud, like quite quiet, actually, but it was just sort of companion audio. She'd walk in the garage, and there's always music, and then someone you know who might break in would think twice or something. And every night going to bed, I could hear the radio through the wall. And at night they, it was talk shows and I, I could tell you the topic. I could tell you most Ugh, of what they were wow. talking about. I would really have to stretch and you sleep on the wall side of the bed. So I, I would have to get over there and get my ear on the wall. But if I got my ear in the wall, I can transcribe that show. It's really hard to sleep because there's just always this stuff that's right on the threshold of your, your comprehension. And it's hard stuff to mask out because it's right there and you can hear it. So why don't you? So every time, every time we go to Vernon for a break, yeah. you don't get any sleep. And no. finally, mom and papa Actually, went. yeah, they said something. And, yeah. and, uh, that was courteous. They, they just yeah. asked her like. Well, and you... she was, the, the neighbor was really kind. She said, oh, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. You should have said something. And I just thought, eh, it's kind of imposing. And it's weird. It's for this one guy who is, well, you know. That's the whole point, that isn't it? Of, yeah. That you have an exceptional hearing. First, there's a reflex test. And this was news to me. So here's your sort of tip and news information for the day. There are tiny tendons in, uh, that are connected to the ossicles, the little bones in your middle, middle ear. They have tiny little tendons. And when sound reaches your brain, so this, you know, sound hits the eardrum, the bones move, they sort of shake fluid in the cochlea, hairs in the cochlea respond, nerve signal to the brain. Mm -hmm. And what happens is um, that the, the, when the signal hits the brain, the, the brain sends a signal to the ossicle tendons to basically reset. Right. And it does it. Thousands and thousands of times a second. It's completely bizarre. And they test you for that by putting these funky earplugs in with these tiny hoses and they just drive pressure into your ear and there's yeah. basically no sound. It's just it's an of, interesting sensation. It's a weird sensation. I've had that done several times, but I didn't know exactly what they were testing. Yeah. So. And so what they're really looking for is a couple things. They're looking for the, the neural ref response, the, the reflex response, and they actually test the flexibility of the eardrum as well. Right. So they can see how much it's moving. Uh, you know, and then they can sort of grab. And yours your is all perfect. And, and mine is, is, yeah, you're like a five-year-old and you're good. Everything is absolutely perfect, perfect. And when they did all the same tests for me, it was refer, 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 yeah. refer CI. Yeah. I was like, fail, yeah. fail, fail, fail. And anyway. the funny thing for, with the referral software for the CI stuff, because when they put in the test results, it, it flags it and says refer. Refer is always green. It's always, there I go for green a CI. Green means go. Yeah. yeah this, is, this is bad. We'll put up a happy color and move forward. Well, it's people like me keep them in business too. Yeah, no, well, that's <laughs> the deal. Well, and, and I think, you know, coming out of the room and, and going back in, so there, there was the pure tone testing. So first it's just a series of beeps at different frequencies and they figure out where your thresholds are. So that's my five decibel thing. 
And then they, they uh, do the same with a bit of speech. So there's phrases and you have to repeat the phrases. And the phrases are slightly bizarre. Always. They're, oh, they're always. My personal favorite is still a camel is the most ordinary animal you could ever hope to own. Like, like what? It is the strangest thing to sit in a room and just hear these bizarre sentences knowing that you can just nail it every time. But they're so weird that There's, it actually yeah. forces your brain. It's a, it's a sort of a particular type of test for hearing. But it really forces your brain to reach and go, did you just say a camel's the, you know, orange? Tell me about it. Yeah. Well, and if you don't hear well. <laughs> I know. Context uh, is important. The, the, there was it actually. Well, and that's what they are. They're context-free sentences. Can you just understand random things that people say? And that's the whole point of the test. Yeah, Really, is to, you're testing your actual hearing. Yeah. So not, not having any hints about context or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. So I'm taking over a little bit. <laughs> I want to I, I want to talk to you about something um, that you talk about, which and, and people ask you about all the time, which is how do you hear? And when they ask that question, what they mean is, do you hear normally? So we've talked about this a fair bit lately, and I think you're at a point where you can actually kind of you're you're expressing yourself clearly enough to say, I do. I hear. I hear like you hear. At least that's my impression. That's the sense I get is that I'm just hearing normal sound. And don't forget, I used to have hearing. When I was a kid, I had hearing. And uh, so it sounds just like that now. (laughs) It's so interesting because it's such a profoundly brain thing. Like when you get a cochlear implant and you watch someone here with a cochlear implant, you understand immediately. There is no doubt that you hear with your brain. You're oh. not hearing with your ears. Your ears are a transducer. I find it absolutely fascinating. There are days when I just, it blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind. And the thing that I've been talking about a lot with you lately is how, and especially listening to those old episodes, I feel like I was cognitively impaired. Uh, I, I, I was. Yeah. I, I, I. I <laughs> I, I, I don't want to say it because we don't have any cr- clinical evidence, but it really, you sound so different. Like how you process things that you hear, questions and things like that. It was, it was apparent right away that your brain was going to be working differently, but listening back is, oh, geez, it's really painful. I, I'm, like, I was... it, there are a few times where it's so cringeworthy. I just, I've almost wanted to pull part of a podcast or repost it because it's just... It, and it's not that anything the audience would necessarily hear, and I'm not going to talk about what those things are, but there are times where you're listening and it's like, I just grip the table oh, because I, it's like yeah. 28 years just piled up in there and it's all just shitty misunderstanding and uh, you pile on some guilt. Uh, I, I, I Listening to it was almost like listening to a different person, and I think in oh, a yeah. lot of ways that that's actually I have, what I've said you've to been you. saying it. You've I have been said to it. you over and over, it's, yeah. it, we have conversations. Like yeah. we, we're just talking here. Yeah. Like listen to the earlier podcast. It, there isn't this. <clears throat> no. And also one of the things that was really striking was that when it was your turn to talk uh, on earlier episodes, mm. that all that, all those words just washed over me. I yeah. didn't actually, they didn't go in my brain. I didn't. Well, they act- didn't get, they didn't even get to your ears. I don't think. Well, I think that I. I was not able to focus enough and to pay enough attention to be able to make sense of what oh, you were saying. Oh, do you mean saying. with a CI? 
Like after the CI or before? Before. Oh no, before. That's just that's the that is the manifestation of hearing loss in spades. That is that is what every like the, it, the when you said let's do a podcast, I'm like, okay, people are going to hear what this is like. It I mean and and the strange thing is we talked about this the other day. I edited out oodles of pardon me what I didn't hear you pauses breaks and I'd have to explain stuff put context in I mean those podcasts were an hour and a half two hours long cut to 20 and I remember thinking oh I heard most of what he said oh. and I didn't have to ask pardon me that often and, and now you're listening to podcasts going we talked about that because it's <laughs> right? almost it's no, almost like exactly that. no 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 that is what happened I know yeah, it's um, it really is fascinating, and we we could almost dedicate a, an entire podcast to, you know, the difference in cognition. Okay, we have to write that down. The cognitive episode. The cognitive episode sounds funny. and and the misunderstanding episode. We need to do a misunderstanding Ooh, episode because there's there some awesome there's some awesome misunderstandings. There's some fantastic <laughs> Gertch. ones. Gertch. I have a hearing tip of the week. Oh, hearing tip of the week. That's actually probably the best place to <laughs> cut since I was going to cut earlier, and we just kept going. So what's your hearing tip of the week? Actually, it's just turn the lights on. Oh. Just make sure there's some light. Well, that's yeah. In the room. You know, that that's one of those things that I did all the time that I never thought about. That was one of those oh, I th- very I, I like think you, you, were... you came in, you sat down, what did I do? I hit the light beside you. Right. I always put a light on beside you. There's always I just it's 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 a reactive thing. It's just instinct. I'm still doing it. That's the weird part. That's okay. It's it's a good one actually. I don't mind that one. The way I always look at it is a lot of stuff that assists the hearing impaired. It's just polite. <laughs> it's just like something that nobody would really complain about unless you're blaring like some bright fluorescent thing. In Even if you're ugly, the hearing impaired and deaf want to see your face. <laughs> we want to see your face. And, and yeah, <laughs> like I said, it's just polite. Yeah. We should also probably do uh, a thank you to John Krasinski. We should. Uh, so I, I did a tweet last week uh, and just said, you know, John Krasinski in a quiet place, uh, cochlear implants are heroes, blah, blah, blah. And they let you know all the cochlear implantees think they're heroes. Uh, and I said, we're not really fans of suspense, but we skew more to romance. And it was just sort of, I, I am not a tweeter or anything. And John Krasinski read it and tweeted, wow, thanks for sharing. And then uh, shared the link and then said he ended with wowzers uh, and someone gave him crap for that and I I'll said I'll take a wowzer yeah, are you kidding totally yeah why not thanks and, and, well, and what I said was to, I replied to the person who said oh, you, you ruined it with wowzers I said look wowzers is perfectly acceptable because Caroline can hear it that's that's the rule it's, it's cool if you can hear it so um, thank you to John Krasinski for, for uh, retweeting or actually replying to a tweet and uh, giving the podcast a bit of a bump and actually just the, the awareness, just to let people know that um, the story was a story from Global News and it's uh, by Morgan Black and uh, it's a radio story and it really skews towards our relationship as much as hearing, but it, it actually does a really good job of kind of, this is how crappy it can be on a relationship. And so, now, and, and now, now it's, it's better. better. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, we, that's, and we loved uh, each other all the way through. It's we've, just hard. That's the thing. Yeah. You, you know, we've, we've always somehow found a way to communicate and to express our love for each other. And really, that's ultimately it. Thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, share, comment, whatever. 
drop us a line. Bye. Thanks for listening. 